this has potential to actually be one of the greatest weekends of most adult men's lives when you consider that you're going to have a slate of NFL football games on Sunday, a slate of college football games on Saturday, NBA playoffs going on right now, Major League Baseball, you couple it all. Are the NHL playoffs still even going on, TW, man? Yeah, the uh, Stars just clinched the cup final for the West. Uh, Lightning are up 3-1 in the East. I mean, you're as a sports fan, you're going to have to make some choices this week, uh, Bones. And I know what choice you're going to make. You're going to be watching the Open, obviously, because you're going to have money riding on it. But it's going to be a fantastic weekend all the way around. Yeah, uh, I lost all my money uh, week one in the NFL, so uh, I'm going to stick to golf. <laughs> yeah, NFL is always tough, especially on week one. But let's talk a little bit of golf. Uh, winged foot this week, the U.S. Open. It's a rare treat for golf fans to have it in September. And I just read on ESPN.com today that Tiger Woods says this is one of the hardest open course layouts uh, in history. And, of course, this is also where Phil Mickelson blew the, his only chance to win the U.S. Open when he took a driver on the 72nd hole. I mean, there's a ton of history at this golf course. What are some of the stats uh, fantasy golfers need to look for this week, Bones? Uh, I'm looking at driving accuracy. Uh, I think that's extremely important. You want guys that can uh, get it in the fairway. As you said, the rough is going to be extremely long. I actually heard that you could actually lose your ball pretty easily just by hitting it into the rough. So it's going to be really intense. You're going to have a huge edge on the field with driving accuracy. It's the number one. Uh, rough is always a problem at the U.S. Open. How about the idea, though, uh, TW Man, that there might not be fans there? Do you think that's going to play into any type of uh, benefit or, or detriment to the players? That's a great point. I think it's going to be a detriment because of the fact that a lot of times at, at any course, you get a little squirrely off the tee. You're in some trampled lies. You've got uh, fans helping you find the ball. You've got ricochets off players. Those are real things in golf, you know, getting bounced. So I think it's going to be a big deal. Actually, the uh, winner at this tournament when the U.S. Open has been here, it's been held six times at Winged Foot Country Club. In fact, uh, the winner Ogilvy won most recently in 2006 at plus five. So you're going to be looking at big numbers. You're going to need grinders this week. And uh, TW man, Bones just mentioned the driving accuracy because we know the rough is going to be a problem. Are there any other kind of underlying statistics that you may be looking at this week uh, with such a difficult course layout? I think driving accuracy is big. I agree with, with Bones there. I also think iron play, as always, especially because you might get into some situations where, especially coming down the stretch, you've got five closing par fours that all measure 425 plus. And so in a tournament, when you're grinding out strokes, when it's tough out there, you might be clubbing down off the tee in order to hit the fairway creating some longer iron play for you. So I like long iron players here, too. Bones, you're going to need guys that can make birdies uh, because they're going to be few and far between. We just talked about the grinders, but who are the guys that can really throw it at the hole? We obviously know that you guys love DJ, and we're going to talk a little bit about DJ, but who's kind of maybe a sleeper pick, and, and who do you think can make some birdies this week? <clears throat> I like uh, Colin Morikawa. Uh, as long as his irons are on, uh, he won't need to worry about around the green in that rough. So it, he can get it down the middle uh, on the driver uh, and hit it five feet like he usually does. Uh, he can definitely string some birdies together. 
Uh, the other guy I like um, uh, is Webb Simpson. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to like him this week, um, but I like him at tougher courses and long irons. He also has a great putter, which you're going to need this week. And he can also save himself around the green. So I really like uh, Webb Simpson as well. And what about you, Steve? Before we came on the air, you actually said, man, you, you were scrolling through the salaries on DraftKings and you said, boy, there's a lot of guys that are that are bargain prices this week that you like. Who are some guys that you think can throw some birdies at the hole this week? You know, I, I, I'm I looking at two guys that I think are really intriguing. I'm not saying I'm going to play either one of them, but they both show up when you're looking at any metrics that define difficult courses. And you guys are probably going to laugh when I say these two names because it'll be the, the last two you probably predict. But they're Ricky Fowler and Adam Scott. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I think, you, you know, it's a U.S. Open. It always tends to favor the best players in the world at the top. Um, and and those guys, you know, are popping up for me in some in some categories that I'm searching for that are interesting players, and they they pan out well on tough courses most of the time. I mean, Adam Scott is a major champion. I can buy that. What is it that you like about Ricky Fowler? We've seen him in these positions several times to only fizzle out. Uh, what is it that you like about Ricky? Wow, man. Yeah, he's never gotten there. He's never gotten there at a major. He's won the players. Um, and, and you know, he, he's one of only a few players over the last couple of decades that have had top fives in all four majors in a calendar year. So he's been there. He doesn't have the trophy case necessarily to back it up. But he's been there historically. And just a guy that is, is sort of a plotter along a lot of courses, low ball flight. And if he can get it right off the tee, he's a guy that has flashed best putter in the world uh, putting statistics before. Bones, this is your business partner. You guys have cashed winning tickets for over $110,000 over the last six weeks. Do those names that your partner just threw at you move the needle for you in any way? Uh, definitely not Ricky Fowler. Um, uh, you know, I'm on to, uh, on to different guys. What about Scott? Good take. Good, good takes on him. You know, I, you know, he said everything you need to say. I, I don't think Adam Scott can make a putt. I mean, yeah, he gets it there between fourteen feet every single uh, approach shot, but he, he never makes the putt. You need to be somewhat of a good putter here to save to save bogey sometimes, even. So I just don't know. Uh, I think he's, you know, he can hit it straight and long, but uh, I don't know if he's gonna. In my lineup this week. I'll tell you this much. Uh, saving bogey is going to be critical in at some point in this tournament for, for many, many players. Um, so we just talked about Adam Scott right there. Phil Mickelson, uh, who's been like tearing up the senior tour, played excellent at the Safeway. Uh, he's going to have nightmares about being here this week, TW man. What do you think about that? Is he going to move the yeah, needle? Say- is he going to move the needle in any way whatsoever? You, you say that, you know, and Phil's, Phil's one of those guys. Obviously, he's 50 years old now. Boy, is he like, uh, he is like really laid back, too. He's, he's become like a social media sweetheart on like Twitter and Instagram. And all of a sudden, he's always been well liked, but I think there were guys, Mickelson versus Tiger. And I was always in the Tiger company, which, which made me, I don't want to say dislike. I was just kind of indifferent. I probably disliked Phil, actually, relative to Tiger Woods. <laughs> But um, 
you know, it, it it's an interesting dynamic between those two guys. Phil's become a media sweetheart all of a sudden. People are even well, listen, pulling for him it, now more than they ever have before. G- golf is about as stuffy as going into <laughs> a retail bank to cash a check. Yeah, yeah. All right? I mean, it's painful to talk to some of these guys with their, you know, besides DJ, they're all kind of dweebs, right? right? Mickelson, as you mentioned, uh, somebody just bet, I think, forty-five grand on Mickelson to win to pay out like $3 million. I saw that. Mickelson saw that. retweeted it, retweeted it, and said, hey, I hope I have a three-shot lead going into 18 this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously he's loose, and I mean, like him or hate him, there's nobody else who's, who's, tw- who's retweeting that, you know? Right, I mean, right. I'm not sure how it how it you know is relative into, to the yeah, tournament. Yeah, how it yeah translates. translates to the tournament. But but certainly a guy who's, who's easy to back, especially as, he get, as he's getting a little older. Yeah, definitely uh, an interesting story. It's going to be a feel good story, especially with the history that Mickelson has at Wingfoot. All right, Rob, are you insane if you don't play DJ this week at the U.S. Open? Uh, personally, I think you are. I think uh, I'm going to start most of my lineup with DJ this week. Um, a good corollary course, U.S. Open course, is the 2016 uh, U.S. Open in which he took the title there. Uh, he's playing some of the best golf in the world. Um, I want him at difficult courses. I absolutely love DJ. And I think you can fit a lot of scrubs in there also. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think it's a fine play, and I'm going to start most of my lineup there. I was going to say, it's an expensive play, though. And, and you can't dispute anything you just said. He's playing the best golf, you know, Maybe the best, like, streak I've ever seen since a Tiger Woods streak, maybe like a decade or two ago. But he is 11500 bucks on DraftKings, Steve. How then do you maneuver a lineup if you're taking him as your ace? Yeah, it, it feels like that, right? I mean, it feels like he's got to be the guy. If you start your lineup with him, you're still left with 7700 and And I mentioned it earlier, there are some guys sub 7500 that i'm that i'm all over uh i think there is an argument for guys like mcelroy and thomas and rom and shoffley obviously how can you really deny it um but but i think that that when you're looking at as rob mentioned you know the us open at oakmont in 2016 which by the way was the where they caught me on the fifth green there on CBS behind the leaderboard. <laughs> I was there. You got uh, to tweet that image to, your, to our followers. I will, I will. That's an incredible image. And I'll tell you this. When uh, you see that picture, folks, the guy looks a lot better now than he does in that photo. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, but but honestly, I mean, I mean, that's five years ago, right? Four or five years ago. So you, you can't put a ton of weight into it. But uh, you look back just a couple of weeks ago at Olympia Fields in Chicago. U.S. Open style course. What do you know? There's DJ four under, uh, lost in a playoff to Ron, but he's there. So I, I don't think you can argue his form right now. But I, I certainly think there's a valid point to starting your lineup and saving that cash with, you know, the McElroys and, and Shoffley. Shoffley's probably the most underrated player. I like Shoffley a on lot. the PGA Tour right now. I like Shoffley. Uh, a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's a little high priced, to be honest with you. And, and to, to talk about structure, lineup structure, real quick before we get off it, you, you could even make a DJ Rom lineup, which leaves you with sixty eight hundred left. Um, I think it's actually possible this week. I, I really like the Stars and Scrubs uh, lineup build this week, where usually I'm more of a balanced builder. Uh, I think it's a week you can do, do Stars and Scrubs. 
That's good, Rob. That's good stuff right there. What about fading Johnson for Rom? You're only saving 500 bucks there, but we just talked about how good Johnson's playing. Rom has kind of been the, the bridesmaid to Johnson in the last six weeks or so, but he's been right there, and he's playing good golf, and, and, and he plays consistent. How do you guys feel about Rom maybe creeping in there? I, I really feel like it's, it's Coke and Pepsi, man. You know, right now, it, it, you know, look back, he, he won at Memorial, which was a tough course with deep rough. Uh, he won the BMW in that playoff over DJ, which was a tough course, only a couple players under par. Uh, hung in there at the PGA, you know. I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't have any argument against Rom other than, you know, I like DJ. So, yeah, I agree with that. Rom, Rom, uh, he really shows up at harder courses well it shows that so uh john rom is, is a great pick and that's what i mean you can almost start with both these guys um dj and rom or just one of them but uh i really like both those guys stuff well sure. i'll tell you what let's let's just start then there i was going to go through some guys with salaries but let's start there rob you, you said the, the stars and scrubs lineup you go with johnson and you go with rom who are some of the other guys you're looking at then at sub 6800 to fill your lineup. Yeah, we can scroll down there, but a guy that I think is undervalued every single week, uh, he came in 18th at the PGA Tour, uh, 19th, excuse me, and then 10th at the BMW. Uh, $6,500 is Lanto Griffin. Uh, I, I love that guy this week. I, I said it a few weeks ago, I like to play him at harder courses. I think he's always underpriced, and he's an easy fit into your lineup this week. That is a really good pick, and he performed the last time uh, you mentioned his name on the DK uh, podcast here. What what about you, Steve? Like, uh, you know, if you did go with that Stars and Scrubs lineup, who are you looking at, sub-6,800? Yeah, I think you get down, did you say sub-68? 68 is what it would be then. That's what your average yeah. salary would be if you started Johnson and Rom. Yeah, so I think it's kind of picked your poison down there. I, I don't love a ton of these guys. I'm I'm a I'm a historian when it comes to majors. I think you you know, this is truly the test of the greatest in the world and you always sort of find the cream rising to the top. Now you're gonna find a few of those fish that, that squeak through the net here. Um, I'm not necessarily backing a lot of guys down here. Um you know, I, I'd say probably Streelman would be my my favorite play under 6,800, but uh, that's just based on statistics. I'm not sure I buy him at a U.S. Open, being able to grind out courses and make you know 15 footers for par. Um, you know, a little bit above that though. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick one of those flyers and you get into that range like just under 7,000, uh, I'm looking at Reevee, I'm looking at Corey Connors, I'm looking at Co Crack. Uh, three guys that check the boxes for me as far as T to green go. And then can you make some putts? What about our boy Kisner in hot water for getting into a Twitter beef with Rex Chapman? How do you feel about him this week, Rob? Uh, I like him. You know, he's, he, he drives it. He has good accuracy. Uh, he has great iron. Uh, he's a great putter. I actually like him this week. Um, I haven't looked too much into him, but I wouldn't be, you know, it's, I don't think it's a bad play. Does Ian Poulter do anything for you, TW man? He's an interesting pick. He's made 14 out of 16 cuts this year. Yeah. Yeah, he actually does. And and believe it or not, he rates out 
in my model as the number one player when it comes to course difficulty. Okay. So, um, you know, always showing up at Ryder Cups in big spots. You know, he's, he's made runs in big tournaments in his career. Seems to be a guy that, you know, you, you find at the top of these leaderboards, right? And he's tough. And he's, you know, he's trying to chase down the leaders. Um, 60th in the world ranking. You know, a couple of PGA Tour wins. I mean, a guy that, that certainly, you know, if he's going to win at this stage in his life, you know, being in his mid-40s, it's going to be at a course like this where he can manage the course, make a few putts, hang in there in a tough environment. Uh, I think he's a fair play this week. Rob, we just talked about Kisner. He's at 7,600. The guy right above him at 7,600 is Louis Oosthuizen, two-time major champion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is that a value play at 76, or is he a little overpriced there? Uh, I just think this whole entire range, honestly, is, is really juicy. I, I love a lot of these guys at 70, 77. Even seven, yeah, 77 below, starting at Wolf and Lowry and Oosthuizen. I think every, you could have a case for all of these guys. Uh, not Jordan Speed. Sergio Garcia seems to play uh, in little, you know, play better just, in tougher courts. You just can't count on Sergio, though. I mean, even, <laughs> even though he got over the hump, he is like he's like a uh, uh, a Ricky Fowler on steroids when it comes to like big moments and letting down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that who stays in Kisner conversation is, is a big one. I think you know who stays has got he's only got one major win. Edge, but he's got a second or better in all four majors, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he, you know, he's only got one win, but again, he's been there. Uh, he comes in at 25th in the world rankings, which is important because that's the mean average, you know, the mean average, the average of world ranking winners of the U.S. Open over the last two decades. Mm. Um, Kisner's 30th. Kisner shows up on every single stat that I'm looking at in the top 30, let's say, which are par four scoring, driving accuracy, um, you know, strokes hand off the tee with ball striking and things like that. So he's, you know, he just hasn't shown it a lot in majors. You know, he's waiting for that big moment. Uh, he did win the WGC match play, but, but yeah, that's a really interesting one. Kisner versus Deuces, and I promise you, Ustazen will be lower on. There is six guys that are going for over $10,000 this week on DraftKings. Morikawa, Shoffley's at 10.1, and you're right, Rob. That is a little high, as much as I love Xander. Uh, McElroy at 10.5, Justin Thomas at 10.7, Rom at 11, Johnson at 11.5. I mean, if you're going to be spending that much, you got to take Johnson or Rom amongst those six, right? I mean, it's going to be one of those two. I think there's a stronger likelihood that it's Johnson or Rom than it is Thomas. I guess you could throw Rory in there. He's he's a champion and, and he's he's always pretty loose. Um, but boy, if you're going to spend Morikawa, I mean, you're Morikawa. right, Morikawa. Yeah. But if you're going to spend that kind of money, you better be sure you've got a you've got a winning ticket. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? And Johnson has just been playing so good, and so has Rom. Uh, if you're going over ten grand, I feel like you got to take one of those guys for sure, or else go with the stars and scrubs lineup. I agree. I agree. I think you could easily start like DJ Morikawa or Rom and, 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 and like Dishambo. You're gonna have plenty of money left. 
I, I just think that's the approach I'm going to take. I mean, you, you, we didn't talk about this mid-range at all. Um, you know, 9,000 or, what? you know, 10,000 below. There's a lot of value here. Uh, you know, Jason Day seems to play good at, at tough courses. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood rates out pretty well. Tony Finau, Daniel Berger. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at all those guys right now, man. I mean, you're right. There, it, it is a loaded field. There's a lot of competitive salaries out here. You know, rather than just calling out random names, because it's a huge field also. By the way, Tiger Woods this season, eight tournaments, eight cuts made, three top tens. He's going for 8600 bucks. Just want to throw that out there. But rather than throw out 100 names at you, Rob, let's hear him. Let's hear the Bones DK Golf top six picks or top nine picks for this week. Yeah, you know, listen, I'm going to go. I think it's going to be contrarian to kind of build as stars and scrubs. I think a lot of people are going to um, go to these mid-range guys about 8300 8, to 9400 um, where I think there is tons of value there. But, uh, you know, my top plays are, are DJ. I think you got to play DJ. And then um, you go down to Colin Morikawa and Webb Simpson. And then I'm pretty much going to skip that entire range and, and drop all the way down to uh, Hatton and uh, Matthew Wolf. I wanted to say something about him. He came in fifth seat there, fourth at PGA Championship, and 16th at BMW. Uh, he's been playing incredible. I really like Matthew Young Wolf. kid, though. Only 21 years old. He's young. Yes, he is, but he might want it. You know, sometimes they don't buckle under pressure. Uh, Shane Lowry, uh, he seems to play uh, well, especially with this really, really, really long rough. So, you know, uh, Stevie, your wild man, was talking about Kisner and Ustays, and I actually think you jump it up right there. And, uh, you know, I think Matthew Wolf versus Shane Lowry is interesting. So, again, I don't really like that top mid-range. I, I jump down to the $7,000 range and uh, try to spit in as many guys as you can here. Uh, you know, even even you drop down, it's still Mickelson, Poulter, Stenson. I mean, these guys are all really good off the, off the tee and, and could definitely make some noise in this tournament. Steve, anybody that he left out or anybody you would like to see in your partnerships lineup this week? Yeah, I mean, one guy i got to mention is, is Finau. I just have to mention him. I mean, since the 4th of July. Well, you just did. Thank the, you. You know, eighth at the <laughs> Memorial, third at the 3M, you know, did not play well at the, at the FedEx, fourth at the PGA, fifth at the BMW, and then he's got a couple, you know, bad rounds sprinkled in there. He's got great finishes at the U.S. Open. He's got great finishes at the at the British Open. Um, you know, he's just right there all the time. Now, he's not very good off the tee as far as accuracy is concerned. But a guy that just seems to be there in these biggest events is a top 15 player in the world. And, and I just don't think he still, to this moment, gets the respect he should. Uh, another guy I'll throw out is Fleetwood. <laughs> and you, you like you like you like Fowler, Fleetwood, and Finau. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, Finau's real first name is Milton. You guys wear that Milt Finau? <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Uh, that's a fun fact. But uh, yeah, I like so Fleetwood too. Man. Out, of, out of the three guys, you, you like no Fowler? Has, Fowler. Has. I, I think Fleetwood's flying under the radar and uh, great player off the tee. You know, a really good iron player when it's clicking. Not a very good putter, uh, but I think, you know, I think you can get away with not being a great putter this week if you can get it up to those four or five footers and make them. I'll tell you. you know? yeah, I, go ahead, Rob. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell you a guy who's a steal. 
7,800. Is he the defending champion, Gary Woodland? Seven top tens this year, 15 of 18 cuts. Come on. He's going to be there. And, and another guy that's going to be there, you just know it, consistent as hell, although this year he's only made seven of 14 cuts. Rosie, Justin Rose. And I know you guys hate him, but those two guys, they look pretty good to me. Just, just you know, I, just scrolling through the DraftKings uh, queue right now. I'm going to pass on Rose. Um, I just don't think he's been consistent enough. I do tend to agree with you. I mean, he, he fits the mold as far as, like, pros and, and great ones to, to be playing. Um, he could pop at any moment as well. Uh, Justin Rose. I mean, yeah, he could. He, he had a miscut at the Memorial and then came in ninth to PGA the next tournament. Yeah, I'm just not looking to risk big money on him when he's playing so inconsistently. Uh, I'd look more at Hatlin, uh, excuse me, Hatton <laughs> or, or Fitzpatrick there. Uh, I think Fitzpatrick's a really sneaky play at 8K. And uh, and then going down, another pick I, I, I really like is, is Neiman. Yeah, he's at 7,800. Is that what his salary is this week? 7,400? Uh, Neiman is 7,400. Yeah, 7,400. He is a a sneaky play there. Well, I'll tell you what. You can get their picks. Bones DK Golf. You can get his picks. He'll post them on Twitter. TWMan66. You can get his picks. He will post them on Twitter. What's your weekend going to look like here, Steve? We talked about it at the top of the show. A lot of sports going on. Kind of explain how Friday through Sunday evening is going to go for you. It's almost too much. (laughs) You know? I'm not sure I'm going to be capable of handling (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna, you know? it's going to be great. Um, on Sunday, are you going to have multiple TVs set up? Are you going to be at a bar? I mean, of course, you live in Florida, which is the Wild West. They don't care much about Corona down there. Will you be at a bar, maskless with your shirt off, flying a Trump flag? <laughs> no, far from it. I'll be. Uh, I will be. I will be multi TVing. Uh, I'll have a football TV and a golf TV set up, ready to roll. Uh, and yeah, man, you know, just be throwing back cold ones, having a good time. Rob, you'll be out on the West Coast, so you'll be catching the, uh, what time does the NFL come on out there? 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock? 11 a.m., it's great. Okay, and then you're going to have, uh, you know, the U.S. Open to, to deal with, too, with some money on the line. What's your weekend going to look like? Yeah, you know, we're going to you know really recover from the stocks on Friday. You know, once the bell rings, I'll be able to breathe <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, and then it's right back into the into the uh, laptop for the golf and, uh, you know, watching golf. And then, you know, I'm going to lose a lot of money on Sunday in the NFL. But hopefully <laughs> win it back in golf. But uh, I guarantee I'll lose money in the NFL. Yeah, I can tell you this. Uh, Microsoft has just been a roller coaster ride over the last few months. I'm not a day trader like you guys. I try to invest it. And, uh, man, it's just been up and down, up and down. But, you know, that's, that's provided some excitement that the NFL uh, – that I certainly lacked without the NFL and without, you know, your hot streak right now. My weekend, real quick, I am Golf Guy WV. I'm going to be going down to Glade Springs and playing in a Ryder Cup event with eight other guys Friday. Uh, Saturday, we're playing 36. And then I'll be home Sunday by 10 o'clock, and I'm just going to paste on the couch, recover, and just have multi-TV set up also, watching the Open and watching NFL football. It should Two be bottles. a phenomenal weekend. Two bottles Elmer's glue on the couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two two sixty four ounce bottles of, of uh, orange Gatorade also on ice. It's gonna be <laughs> um, guys. Thanks so much, Bones DK Golf. Good luck, TW Man sixty six. Good luck. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Thanks.
Good luck.